welcome to Let's Chit Chat Sis. I'm your girl Kimmy and this week's episode is all about mommy and mommy issues. Join us for this very transparent and candid episode. See you soon. I don't know if to say good morning or good afternoon. I don't know everybody's <laughs> at, but happy God's day because every day that we above earth is God's yes. day. So how are you beautiful ladies doing today? I'm doing good. Doing well, doing well. We rolling into the warm weather and, you know. Finally. Warm weather makes people <laughs> happy, except me. But, you know, warm weather is, um, you know, it's a blessing. You know what I mean? It's definitely a blessing. Um, we didn't really have much of a, a winter. And I live in I live in the Northeast, and it was shocking that we had 0.1% snow that never oh. happens i wow. think we need to pay attention to what um is going on because that's a rarity but you know i mean i like snow but you know mm-hmm. we gotta get ready for it's mosquitoes bees yes um yes. Pollen, all that i know you already got pollen down there we just starting to um very much know, so a lot of pollen, pollen. a lot you know we'll, we, we we're getting it but they'll be here probably by next week with this heat but this is not my episode. This is Keisha's episode. So, Keisha, take over. Well, we like to thank again Miss Tierra Griffin for coming and gracing us with her presence today. She yes. has been with us talking about dating and daddy issues, and we are so delighted to have her today to talk about mommy issues. She is a life coach. She is an author. She is a dynamic speaker. Um, she is God's child, and we are just so happy to have her. So today, again, we're going to be talking about mommy issues. Mm. And Sierra, um, how did you even um, get started with this? What made you delve into this topic of mommy issues? My own personal life. <laughs> my own personal life. It was okay. really focused on daddy issues, but then um, I was in a business training because we all know that God is not um, departmentalized. He's not just like, we're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about church. We're going to talk about church. He'd be in through all the house, all the rooms, all the doors. So I was in a business training and um, one of the ladies, she started prophesying over me. And she said, when you start dealing with that one issue, she said, your ministry is going to go crazy. And I was like, what issue? I've already been in counseling for my daddy issue. Like, I'm fine. And I always have people ask me about mommy issues. But if you let me tell the story, I don't have no mommy issues. I don't got no issues with my mother. My mother is perfect. She is great. She did all that she could have ever done for us. She was a single mother. Like, I just really started to make a lot of justifications for all the things that I knew probably weren't the best, but didn't have understanding of it. So I kept praying like, God, what is she talking about? Like, if it was you, then, you know, reveal it to me. And he says, go back to counseling. So I went to counseling and I was like, okay, I'm back on the couch. And I started talking about my daddy, of course, because maybe there's something still lingering with my dad. And the lady just started talking about my mom. And I was like, nah, like, we're not talking about her. Like, she doesn't (laughs) do with this conversation, leave my mother out of it. Like, no, but then she started asking me questions. And I just felt the cry coming because one thing that I realized is the present parent usually causes the most damage. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> mm. Even though we don't want to admit it. Woo. I don't know if I'm ready for you today, Tierra, but go ahead. <laughs> well, listen, 
How did you, once you came to that realization, how did you start the conversation with your mom? I know that had to be very, um, maybe, um, difficult. Well, it just depends on the mother. But one thing that I learned in counseling is you don't confront it with your mother. You confront it within yourself. So I didn't need to go talk to my mother about anything because sometimes a lot of moms aren't ready to receive that. They're not able to see what you see. And a lot of times we may go to our parents to seek that validation. Like, this is what you did to me. Like, say that you did this so that I could finally feel better. And a lot of moms aren't in that that headspace, that mind space. Of course, if your mother felt like she did everything that she could possibly do, she's automatically defensive. So how are you going to get anything from somebody that's defensive? So you have to confront it within yourself. And, um, but my mom was cool enough. She had gone through her own levels of counseling. So she started making jokes of it. And she was like, child, I was not the best. So it was easy for my mother to just help me to validate like, okay, I wasn't tripping. This was my experience. This was how I felt, even if you don't agree with it. And I had a differently, a different uh, reality with my dad. He was just like, that didn't happen. Like, no, but my mom was like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, that was good. But I'm still even like now there's with healing, there's so many different levels and layers. Mm-hmm. So I I started seeing it like in my friendships with women. I started seeing it with my boss. That's when it really came to light. I was in counseling. Then I was sitting with my boss and I was like, I felt myself go back to like a child. And I was like combating with her in the way that I wish I could have spoken to my mother because she gave me all mommy vibes. And when you already are dealing with a wound, I mean, everything that this lady did was triggering to me. And I realized it wasn't her. It was something within me that I needed to confront. So if you don't confront it, it's going to end up showing all spheres of your life. So confront it within yourself. Sometimes you can't go to mom, but if you do not confront it, it's going to come out in every relationship that you have. Literally. I think I have like mommy issues um, with, of course, myself, you know, and of course, um, I think it, I don't want to say it stems from my mom, you know, but I think it does stem a little bit from my mom, you know, because me and my mom, you know, we had like this relationship where um, my mom was, when I was a child, I just looked at her as, you know, this superhero, to be honest, you know, and um, my mom was the type that, you know, she was very nurturing, you know what I mean? She was very nurturing, but she was very stern and firm about what she wanted, you know, you to do. It was no wiggle room, you know what I mean? And I was the same way with my children. Um, It's just that we were um, brought up in a different time. Like, you know, you 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 just don't speak to your mom in a way that to, to let that like mom you're really hurting my feelings like mom I have something to say so on and so on but kids today oh they're gonna put you on front street you know what I mean there has to be a balance even with that because um according to like research and what I'm realizing now parents should have had that open door for yeah. you to say hey like that really hurt my feelings like I feel this type of way I think that this generation has gone too far because what they're trying to do now is try to get, they're trying to get their footing. They're trying to get their understanding. They just know this is how they felt. But because, and of course you don't want to blame your mother, but if we, if we're going to get any level of healing, I can't make excuses for what my experience was. So um, 
I was just talking to my friend yesterday and even with my relationship with God, I realized that when I do something wrong, I don't want to come to him and tell him. But that's also because I did not have that place to come into my mother and tell her, hey, I made a mistake and I need help. And if mothers are supposed to nurture, comfort and teach and I don't give her that space to because I don't feel safe enough to come and let her know, hey, I made a mistake or, hey, you hurt my my feelings or this is how I'm feeling. A lot of the things that I took on was a very independent uh, personality. Like I don't need anybody. And if things are going on, I'm suppressing. So suppression was a really big thing because if I can't express to my mother who is supposed to be this this landing place that's soft enough, I'm going to start internalizing everything. I take everything personally. I'm overly offended by every single thing. Um, I feel because I wasn't able to speak up, I was really repressed. And when I went to my boss and she would say certain things, I was like a um, word vomit. Everything was coming out like, no, you're not going to talk to me like that. It just was a very aggressive because is what was happening in that moment did not equal my response, but I wasn't responding from the Tierra that was 28 or 29 or 30. I was responding from that 14 year old girl who had something to say, but my mom told me be quiet. Like, because I said, so that's the end of the discussion. Yeah. We're not mm-hmm. doing else. You're not going. And there was no room for communication. So now I get into relationships and I'm not to communicate. Well, I don't know how to resolve conflict. It all stems from our childhood. So yeah, then yeah. there's I wish I would have known this. Um, yes, I do too. Oh, this 27 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I'm not saying I didn't know it, but you know how, um, and Keisha, you probably can relate to this. You, you, the thing that your parents did that you can identify and you say, I, I'm definitely not doing that with my kids. You know what I mean? But if you actually think about it, you end up doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you end up doing it anyway. Um, yeah. I think the biggest problem I had in, Tierra, you can jump in this. I wanted to stare the ship for my kids. I didn't want to give them choices because I'm like, I see the road. I see what's going to happen. If you follow what I tell you, it's not going to happen to you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. That's that overprotection that doesn't allow the children to make their own decisions. Like, I feel like a lot of, I lived in regret a lot because all the things that I was doing was because my mom said not to do it. I didn't have my own experiences. And I remember even being like a kid, maybe like middle school, I was like, mom, just trust what you taught me. Just trust that what you already instilled, just let me live my life. And I just found myself because of that, always seeking permission always going back to mom, like I didn't trust myself is basically the issue when it comes to overprotective parents. I don't have a level of trust for myself. So when I'm going out here trying to make decisions, I don't, I don't trust the decisions that I am able to make. And I always have to reference back, like, mom, is this a good idea? Auntie, is this a good idea? Am I, am I doing something wrong? Is something that you don't like? And I just didn't have my own mind. And another issue that my counselor brought up in counseling was a lot of black women are going to be single because of mother wounds, because they don't know how to individuate. Meaning I didn't have any, I had lack of boundaries when it came to my mother, not that she was doing anything wrong, but every time she would call, I would answer. Um, Whenever the family was having something, I was always there. I always overextended myself in these um, areas and not saying that that is wrong, but it's when it comes at the expense of me. I learned to do everything at the expense of myself. I didn't know who I was outside of my mother. I didn't know who I was outside of my mother's decisions and what decisions she would make for me. And that just ends up stifling you. And here I am wanting to be in a relationship with an emotionally uh, available man, 
but I'm emotionally unavailable to him because if my mm-hmm. family calls, I'm running. Um, if they need something, I'm going. If if I'm in bed, I'm I'm just automatically going because I didn't know who I was outside of the framework that I had been um, raised in, pretty much. So, um, you went back to counseling for your mom yes. issues. <laughs> How is your relationship now? Good. Uh, there's still some things um, that happens, and I'm like, okay. You got to like in the moment, you got to apply everything (laughs) that you have learned in order to make this healthy. Because one thing that my counselor said, she was like, it's a toxic relationship. And all I heard was my mother was toxic. Oh, it was (laughs) me. I was like, how dare you say something like that? She was like, I didn't say that your mother was toxic. I said that the relationship can be toxic because there is she said there's a difference between healthy and unhealthy uh, ways to relate and you relate in a lot of unhealthy ways. So um, a couple of years ago, we were going out of town after like counseling and my mom was just being, how can I describe it? She just was not letting me get a word in. It was, this is what I'm saying. Now at this point, I'm like late twenties. Like it was like, mom, today it is not going down like that. Like you don't have to talk to me like that. Like let's figure out another way. But it was that was one incident, but today it's better because I know, okay, this is what's happening. This is, she's not being cruel. She's not doing this. There's a lot of things that she still has to work within herself. And a lot of instances, I am further along in my healing than my mother, because she's just like starting her journey. So it's almost like up to me to redirect certain things, like, because I'm aware of what's really happening before I wasn't aware of what's happening. I just thought, you know, you have those thoughts like she doesn't love me. Like I need her approval. Now she's criticizing me. Like there must be something wrong with me. I no longer take a personal approach to it. I'm like, this isn't about. So, so how do you build um, those healthy boundaries? Mm, what What do you say? Um, establishing them within yourself first. Like one thing I had to do was not say, hey, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that. What am I going to do for myself? Learning to like, number one, put your own needs first. You may have to take a a season of selfish and a season of self-love. And I started like, what do what does Sierra want to do in the mornings before I turn on my phone to make myself available to the world and everybody else? What do I want to do? And one thing I like to do in the morning is pray. I like to journal and um, I added like a self-care routine and just uh, allowing myself to put my needs first, because a lot of times with mothers or parents, we tend to, um, again, do things at the expense of ourselves. We end up losing ourselves in our relationships with our with our parents because I can't speak up for myself because I can't do this. I sacrificed a lot of me. So now learning how to tear, what do you need? Like, what are you really feeling in this moment and being able to articulate that in a way that it is receptive? Not that I'm right, but that is received. So really those boundaries within yourself first, not, you know, my mom calls me, I'm not coming. No, just making sure that I, and and even to add to that, like uh, one thing that I used to do when I would say no, that I didn't want to do something, right? I would, uh, I would say no, hang up the phone, but then all of the emotions was as if I didn't. Like I'm saying, why she called me? Like, why would she want me to do that? Like, how come I got to be the one? Because as a child, I was overparented. Like I became a parent to my siblings because my mom was a single mother. So just like all that pressure and I'm still responding as if I did it. My counselor was like, well, if you're going to respond like you did it, you might as well have just done it because you are. (laughs) And 
allowing that that event to live rent free in your head. You're allowing it to affect every emotions. You didn't even do it. Just be able to say no and just leave it like that. Because another thing that I, I learned through relationships is mothers are supposed to teach you about boundaries. And a lot of moms did not have boundaries with relationships with their children. It was a lack of boundaries. So lack of boundaries is a mother issue. I don't understand. Um, not necessarily that, but I was talking to my friends and we were having a conversation and every single one of us was like, yeah, my mom didn't teach me boundaries. Like my mom would do this with guys and da, 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 da. And we began to pick up those traits. And I was taught to disregard my boundaries to make everybody else happy. I really believe that. I, I, what you just said that moms help their children know what boundaries are. I really, really, really believe that. Um, and so I went on a tangent. I was trying to make sure I got to the point, but that was like making sure that for myself, I'm not people pleasing and still sacrificing myself, yeah, right? Putting yeah. the boundaries in place. I love you, but that doesn't mean that I have to let you run all over me. That doesn't mean that I have to do everything that you say. Like I'm an individual now. I'm an adult now. This is my life now. And just, I can come to you for support, but I don't really need that same level of relationship that I once did when I was a child. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think it creates so what? rebellious too. When, yeah, when yes, it, it does. So what, rebellious, so yes. <laughs> what should a parent do? Say, for instance, you're coming, um, someone is coming to their, their mom and, and they're going to address some past hurts. What should the parent do for parents that's listening? How... What is the first thing? What do you, what do you what do you suggest that a parent do when the child is coming? To them. Listen, and, don't be defensive. It's going to hurt. It's going to feel like and it's going to feel like you're being betrayed. Like my child is telling me these things. You can't have that that perspective because you don't want to invalidate your child's experience just because you fell and you hit your right knee and it didn't hurt. But I fell and hit my right knee and it does hurt. You can't get mad at me when I say, ouch, I can't tell you that your experience isn't real. And we don't want to talk about mother because we are in denial a lot of the times of what what actually happened. But a lot of moms feel betrayed. How dare you? What do yeah. you mean? After all the sacrifices I've made I, for you. Yeah. In labor. But that's ma'am, I didn't ask to be born. I didn't ask for you to be in labor that long. It wasn't me. It wasn't my fault. And then it becomes a a fault finding experience rather than just saying, you know what? I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can see how that was your experience because one thing a child is not going to keep coming to a parent that makes them feel less than, that makes them feel belittled, that makes them feel like I'm doing something wrong. I don't want to hurt my mom. I don't want to I don't want to have to have this conversation, but in order for us to move forward, sometimes the conversation is necessary. So I would just say, listen, be a be emotionally available. available. Be able to see, I can see that. Even if you don't understand that, just don't go on the attack because once you do that, that that door that you wanted open is slammed shut. There's you're not getting through that door again because what your child is going to do, I'm going to self-preserve from here on out. I'm mm-hmm. going to preserve myself. I am not going to get hurt. I'm not going to let you hurt me like that again. And the the relationship doors close. And when you try to come in, you're going to try to break this door down, but that child has to trust you again. Mm-hmm. And that that is true. Because so boundaries, trust, communication, like listening. Mm-hmm. I think that as parents, especially as moms, 
I think we do take that extra gap to say that our children will always trust us. And I think that's totally not true. You know what I mean? At all. I used to say that I thought that my kids, somebody gave them some kind of um, access card when they turn 18 so they can come back and say, I remember, that's the favorite line. I remember when you, yeah. and automatically you get on the defense, you're like, okay, because just like Keisha said, all this stuff I did and sacrificed for you, and you come to talk about, I remember when you, you know what I mean? And I had to learn, Tierra. I had to learn. And let me tell you, it was a painful lesson. Yeah. That, that when I say painful, because we all are in this spirit of God. Kim, you're you not the only one. <laughs> yeah. You have to humble Let's yourself. Learn here. Yeah. You have to humble yourself. Tears will come along mm-hmm. with it. And mm-hmm. you have to accept it. You know what I mean? You I have know. to accept it. It's shame and also embarrassment. And and that's what, and the, the child who's going through the process has to understand. She may be embarrassed because when we do something wrong, we hurt somebody like I did that. Like you're telling me that I could have done something like that to you. And it's like, it's okay. It doesn't, one thing I had to learn, it doesn't make you a bad person. You are a great mother. You did everything that you were able to do with what you had. You were trained this way. You were raised this way. And unfortunately it wasn't your fault either. But healing it is our responsibility. And if we want to heal something, we got to be honest. I'm not saying be brutally honest. I'm not saying be nasty. I'm just saying, understand in this moment, I'm not attacking you. I want to build with you. I'm not trying to tear you down because there's some things that my mom can say back to me. You did this. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I did. I was responding to you, but we, the mom just has to say, you know what? Let me just hear you out. Don't say nothing. Just let me hear you out. You go process that with the Lord and you come back. But we, as women, I got a response. I got a defense. I got I to gotta prove this. I got to do this. And then you overcompensate. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's the issue of proving. And I have that issue a lot too. I got to prove to you that I'm not who you think I am. Yeah. To prove to you that I am, I am this. I have to prove to you that just, I'm proved you I'm worthy of love. I have to prove to you that I'm this. And, and it's just, when we get into that state of proving, your child is saying, hey, mom, I feel like this. Now you got to prove I was a good mother because I did X, Y, and Z. I kept the light. So this isn't a matter of proving. I'm trying to be vulnerable. And where there is no vulnerability, there can't be any healing. You won't healing. see it from the side because you're not vulnerable enough to just, like you said, humble yourself and say, I'm just going to listen. Yeah. I learned learned it very painfully. Oh, yeah. Very painfully. Like, it's still a work in progress. Let me tell you, it's a work in progress. But what I haven't done is, and that I am working on, is the relationship with my own mother, you know what I mean, to, you know, my mom is, is up in age, you know, so... I handle it very, you know, carefully because I, I wouldn't want my mom, you know, my mom is 84. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want my mom to like feel broken because of things that I felt like. I feel like if I have missed that gap, even though I have the right to to express to her, I feel like I do it carefully now, Tiara. You know what I mean? Yes. Things yeah. that she proceeds for and she does to me, like now that I'm not in agreement with, I make sure I say it to her and it has made life a lot better. You know, I don't come in an attacking way. I'd be like, Ma, you know, I'm an old lady too. You know, <laughs> you can't, you can, we, we, I can't be the little kid anymore. I'm an old lady yeah. just like you. And she'd be like, okay, baby, I know what you mean, you know, but I do mm-hmm. it gently with her yeah. because it's, I think it's, um, you know, it's a hard experience. Not that, um, 
the daddy issues, because we are women, you know what I mean? We are nurturers, we are comforters, we are healers, you know what I mean? We do all these things. And I'm not saying the dad don't do this, but a mom has her her, her place. Yeah. And I think when you think that chain has been broken, it's really hard to figure out which way to go. Like it took me a long time to even accept what mainly my daughter was telling me that she couldn't have a voice. And when I finally like let it sink in, I was devastated. Like, oh my God, I've like almost taken a chunk of her life. Well, yeah, she's very young. She could, you know, life will, will go on the way God perspective, God's perspective for her to be. But yeah. what my part was, Tierra, I was like, everything I thought I was doing, I was missing a whole oh, lot. Same here. And I, you know what? I think sometimes we do it with the oldest because I know <laughs> <laughs> my oldest child is like, I got you know, you don't know what to do. Just just follow, like you said, just follow my path. And I'm gonna just I, I know the way I see the danger, I see the warning lights, just do what I say, do and your life, your road is gonna be easier. But then when you find out that you weren't you weren't doing the best that you could, well, you did the best you could, but you weren't doing what that child needed. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very hurtful, very painful. But I gotta tell a funny story with me and my mom, and, and we get along great. But if if we, if we find ourselves disagreeing, we'll say, you know what, we've been together too many days now, and it's time for us to to separate. One day we were in a store, quick funny story, and so I don't know. She likes to get like we would find people things, and if I pick up something, she wanted to. Just, pick up the same thing. I was like, mom, that's driving me crazy. No, you go get something else. I got this. I was, mom, you drive me crazy. So we got to the register. She said, like, I want to go to a different register because I don't, I'm not agreeing with her today. We don't like each other today. And I was like, go ahead, go to the next one. And the lady was looking at us. I said, like, we're fine. We're really fine. She just got to go to the next register. I'm not listening to that today. I'm going over here. But we always sat back and was like, okay, we done been together too long. It's time for us to go. But that's good that yeah, y'all like, have that. that relationship. You yeah. know, that's really good. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like, but like when Kim said, like, I didn't feel like I had a voice and I was the oldest too. Um, I felt like I literally, and that's why later on in life, when I started to become aware of this, I had a big voice. I, I have a lot to say. I, I'm letting everybody have it at this point because I'm trying to figure it out. But I didn't have a, I didn't have a voice growing up at all. Yeah, I, I, I will admit, like when my daughter, you're not doing that. You're not. And, all, and also, when I came to my mom, I may not remember the the exact moment, but I feel like when I came to her for the first time to even lay my burdens down or to even come and let her know something, she probably did not respond right. And then I probably tried it again. She probably didn't respond right. So after a while, I could not, I knew I couldn't come to my mom. I literally tried to write my mom a letter. She just was so hard because <laughs> my mom is like, at the time, she was just overly masculine. She got some masculine traits now, but she just was over this like, she was not feminine. She was just like not soft at all and I, and I can agree I can go because I'm not that way either I wasn't that way with, with my kids we grew up in a different generation yeah. where they told us something you had to suck it up yeah. so when we had our kids which are in your age range it's like let's get look I'm telling you let's get it together and we don't have yeah. time for feelings we got yeah. time to do and action and that's and to our detriment for for your generation it was the wrong thing but that's how we were. We didn't have time. Nobody was soft with us. You yeah. had to do. 
It's like, yeah. hey, this is it. This is and, yeah. and that's it. Like, mom, and I was, and then it didn't help that God made me inquisitive. I asked a lot of questions. My mom, some of my questions, she'd be like, mom, why do I have to go over there? But if we had those conversations, I would have had more understanding. Why can't I have sex? What's so bad about it? And that's where the rebellion comes in. Just don't do it. Yeah. Why? But I feel like uh, I try to um, talk to my mom. She's like, come talk to me later. Then I'll, I'll be in a better headspace. I come. She's still telling me to be quiet. I still can't say nothing or express myself. I wrote her a letter one time. She did not read my letter. It was just like, this is not working out. But because of that, uh, I didn't have that place to really just talk to somebody. And and I, I said, I say this a lot, rules without relationship leads to rebellion. You want to tell me what to do, what not to do, but we don't, I don't trust you enough to feel safe. Like I had to tell my boss, I don't trust you. No, it may not have been the right thing to do, but I'm telling you the way that you're responding to me creates a level of hostility and mm-hmm. I'm really trusting your direction. I don't trust what you're saying. I don't think that you have my best interest at heart. So, but again, if you don't do with it, you end up coming back to an earlier age. Like both of you are with your mom. If not careful, your childhood will show your childhood self that was unable to handle that situation at that age is now speak up for me now. Say what I'm feeling now. Talk about it now kind of thing. But because I didn't have that relationship, I feel like she closed the door so many times. And then you try to tell me what to do. Why? <laughs> What do you know? I don't want to do that. I think that my way is best. And isn't it the whole goal that, you know, everybody's life experiences their own? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I think we would, you know, just clarify for people listening. We're not saying that we should at any point um, step away from our child and be like, okay, no guidance because I want you to do what you want to do so you can feel free. You know what I mean? And do whatever. Yeah. But at a certain point, um, their creativity can be stifled because of that. I remember my daughter told me she wanted to be an ROTC. I was like, um, no, you're not going there. You're going to college. And that's where you, because you need to get an education. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, or she used to tell me how she used to love the kids in high school with their the uniforms on and stuff like that. No, you're not doing that. You know what I mean? And now when yeah. I think about it, like, you know, and, and, you know, God doesn't want us to live in regret. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now mm-hmm. I think about it. I think about what could have been her direction. Mm-hmm. And I stopped. Well, she has to now repeat and go back and do because. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And now I want to get her out of the mindset of always feeling like she has to get my acceptance to move forward because you're grown you got to do what's going to do for you even yeah. if you fall you'll get back up you know what i mean because you were built that way but this is sometimes the creation that you create because you just um create um this the environment of enabling you know what i mean you create the, the environment of dependent relationships yeah. yes mm-hmm. yeah i don't know who i am outside of you and right. that's where and, a lot other of other people are. come in their lives and they don't know how to deal with people issues. You know what I mean? None yes. of, like you said with your boss, like I think about a lot of times I had boss, I, bosses that I just did not, you know, care for. Yeah. yeah. It, it stemmed from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I would lash out. Oh, you can't tell me this. And it's like, like, what is wrong yeah. with you? But it it's a, it goes forth. Now, what's wrong with her? What's wrong with you? It's me. <laughs> it's it's definitely a me thing. And when I realized that things still were a little little, little topsy turvy, but I realized 
I am in control of this. I am creating this atmosphere here because I'm not. Another thing that I always say is when you've been healed, you don't hear right. So because I'm broken, you're when you're telling me something, whatever you're saying, because there's so many spikes, it's being shredded up in the process. So when it gets to me, I'm like, excuse me, you said what? I know. And the lady was like, I just said the sky was blue. I mean, that's that's all I said. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But because I, don't, I don't hear it right. I don't filter it right. And I'm realizing that I'm putting that tippling on a lot of things. Hold on. Let me hear this correctly. What are you saying to me? Because if I don't have that understanding, I, I'm going off because I'm triggered. I'm, yeah. I'm highly triggered in this moment. Yeah. yeah. So, Keisha? Well, we have um, definitely enjoyed you. This has been um, a great episode. Great, um, great. Mommy issues. And I hope that our listening audience um, learned something. And I'm going to go back to something that you said that, quote, rules without relationship equals to um, rebellion. That was equals to rebellion. And so I'm asking all parents that that's listening to uh, to, uh, to this episode to have a listening ear mm. to their child and let them have a voice mm. so that possibly you won't have all the um, the missteps that we have had and have a better relationship because it's all about um, healing and having good relationships. Yeah. Can I add to that? Because rules without rules without relationship equals rebellion. Would you rather them follow the rules or would you rather them have their relationship with you? Um, And that goes to even I'm always going to bring God into it. Would I rather God just give me a list of do's and don'ts? That's religion. Or would I rather the relationship with my father as a mother? I would. I pray that for me and the women that are listening that aren't mothers yet, that we would we would value the relationship over the rules. Because if they don't follow the rules, we still have to have the relationship. Am I still going to feel loved? Am I going to still feel like I can come to you? Am I still going to feel like you're there for me? Am I still going to feel like you're emotionally available? Like you said, Kim, Kim, if my daughter makes a mistake, let her know you can be resilient. If you fall, you're going to get back up and I'm going to be here for you. But when parents are so focused on the rules, I feel like if I break the rules, will you still love me? We Mm -hmm. have to figure out what's more important. Am I going to value my relationship with my child? Over the fact that she does and does she does right, does, there's this box, and we start living with this performance-based mentality. I was very perfect because I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't want to make any mistakes because I was so focused on the rules that I didn't have like the love, the the connection. Because we were all innately born for connection. We were all innately born for relationship, and when that relationship is broken, and all you have is rules. That's a dictatorship. There's no, there's no connection in that. And God made us for relationship, but because of man-made rules and because I don't have control, I have to control this situation. I begin to just shoot out things, but my, I want to leave with value the relationship more because the relationship is going Mm -hmm. to last way beyond the rules because rules change. People do things, people change, people evolve. But if I want anything more than anything, I wish I would have had the relationship with my mother rather than being remembered or being reminded of, I couldn't do this and I couldn't go here and I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that. I mean, I would get tired of that too. Like, ma'am, I am over your rules, but let me sit on your lap. Let me hug you. Hold me. I need you. That's more important than anything that you could ever give your child in this world. Amen. Well said. Well said. So can you tell the listening audience uh, all of your platforms and where they can reach you and all about what you're doing? 
Yes. So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube, some old videos. I'm going to get my life together. The Lord told me to start a podcast. I'm coming. Um, but I am on um, those social media platforms at Tiara, T-E-A-I-R-E, Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. Um, I do do one-on-one, but I'm definitely more so a, a very relational person. So um, I have a group on Facebook. You can find me there at Tay Heal Her. I think it's from daddy issues to dating differently. I am the dating differently coach. I help you date differently by healing your childhood trauma. The things that you don't know are there. So that is what I do. Um, that's where I can be found. Find me so we can get you healed. Find Tiara. Find Tiara. Your best life. <laughs> well, thank you, Keisha, again, for bringing um, Tiara. And Tiara, thank you. Thank you. Plus, uh, awesome episode and as i always will say please come back because you are a wealth of knowledge and you know um this episode is going to blow up just like daddy um issues blew up and we really appreciate you so we'll dig into our little mind of what you can uh, you know go over next with us because you guide us and I, <laughs> I look at you i'm like Okay, you're like around my child's age. And you know what I mean? Like, you got it together. You got it together. And, oh, no, no. and when people listen to you, Tiara, um, they never hear like someone pointing and saying, you know what I mean? It's just experience and love and well wishes for people to live their best life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's um that's very impressive. So again, Thank please you. come back. And even if you think of a topic that you want to get, you know, out there, let us know. Okay. Yes. Yes. Please do. All right. So join us every Wednesday when we bring you a new episode. I know y'all be waiting for this episode, but it'll come really soon. Bring <laughs> a new episode. Um, join us on our social media pages: Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. So joining me today is. Keisha and Tiara. And of course, I'm your girl, Kay. Have a great week on purpose and we'll see you next Wednesday. Take care. Bye.